Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Howdy, howdy, ho. Welcome back. This is At Your Service on Camo X. Dave Simons, guest host tonight. Thank you so much for tuning us in. Glad to be away from uh, the usual. Uh, well, I, I don't know if I'm glad. I love the Dollars and Cents show. I've been doing it 26 years now, but I guess what I mean is I get to spread my wings a little bit more and, and uh, talk about more current events and it doesn't have to just be financial matters, although if you listen to the first hour, a lot of it was related to that for obvious reasons, as people are concerned, of course, about what this Russian invasion of Ukraine means for the stock market and inflation and all that, and, and we spent some time talking about that. But I want to completely now shift gears to another topic that is near and dear to me personally. So... I have um, I've been blessed with a with a with good health and a, a a strong body that doesn't break down despite the fact that I beat it up pretty good, and by that I mean constantly running, swimming, biking, working out in the gym, doing some cross training, strength training, and uh, I just don't get injured that often. I'm very lucky that way. I'm not. Um, it's just the way the body's built. Okay, I have no explanation other than just good genetics. So. On the running side, everything from little local 5K up to the marathon, triathlon, everything from the local sprint triathlon up to a full Ironman. I, I, I've done it all, and I love it. I do, I'm going to do it until the body finally says, no, you're done. Can't do that anymore. And maybe then I'm just relegated to swimming because it's low to no impact. I, I could see that day coming someday. And I tell you all this because of all the races I've done two times, I have decided, you know what, this one I'm dedicating to a really good cause and I'm going to give back to the community and to a particular charity and I'm going to raise money. So this race isn't isn't just for me to train and go and get my best time. It's to actually raise as much money as I can and, and hand over a nice check to an organization. Uh, I did it once for team and training through the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and a marathon in San Diego. And the one that I want to focus on is the Marine Corps Marathon. It's only the second time I ever raised money uh, for a charity in one of the races where it wasn't just about me anymore. 
that day, which occurred some time ago, October 2010, so what, almost 11 and a half years ago, has stayed with me forever. I still tell this story all the time, the impact of what that particular race meant to me and raising money for what's known as the Semper Fi Fund for fallen Marines, injured Marines, fallen Marines. And to me, this is a God thing because when I was telling people that, hey, I'm going to go do the Marine Corps Marathon and I'm raising some money and would you like to donate? I don't care if it's 10 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever. Somebody put me in contact with somebody local here in the St. Louis area who is like the head of some Marine organization. And this is this was a man's man. I mean, once you met him, even though he was 70-some years old, he still looked like a Marine. He's an awesome guy. And he said, uh, hey, I hear you're raising money for the Semper Fi Fund. Yes. Tell me about that. Marine Corps Marathon. So we talked about it. He goes, all right. Let me uh, give me your contact information on that. So I gave it to him. Little did I know that he went out to his entire community because he was the head of some local Marine organization and basically told them, you will be given money to this individual, Dave Simons, who's raising money for the Semper Fi Fund. You're going to be sending him a check and you better make it big. I mean, I don't think you wanted to mess with this guy. And the money was just pouring in. Holy cow. So I go to Washington, D.C., where the Marine Corps Marathon is run every year. And I have this huge check to give them. I'm, I'm sorry. I'd already given it to them. That's right. That, that had already been sent to them. So they knew what the amount was. I show up and I check in at the table, the Semper Fi Fund. There are other charitable organizations and their tables were strewn about. And I go up there and I go, hey, yeah, I just, I'm checking in now. I'm running the marathon tomorrow and I raise money for the Semper Fi Fund. And so I was going through the protocol of what they wanted and they were going to give me some commemorative, I don't know, ribbon or something for raising money. And when I told them the name, the lady said, it's you, hold on. Like, what? And these other people came behind from this partition and go, you're Dave Simons? Yeah. And I'm looking around like, am I on candid camera? And it turned out, out of thousands of runners, I had raised the most money from an individual standpoint. Now, there were companies or teams that had raised the most, but in the category of an individual raising money for the Semper Fi Fund for this race, I had raised the most. I had no idea. I knew it was a large amount. I didn't know it was going to be the most. And it was all because I was put in contact. This whole concept of the military is near and dear to me. And there are a lot of other stories I can tell you. I never served. I was born in 1962. So by the time the Vietnam War was over, I was 13. So obviously I was too young for that. And then there was just, there, there was no more draft. I mean, yeah, you still had to sign up for the draft, of course, but the days of being drafted in, into the military uh, and actually go fight, it just never occurred since the Vietnam War. It's, it's a voluntary, um, obviously, military operation in the U.S. since then. And I have friends out of high school that served, and I, I just have the most admiration for the military. Uh, I know... Um, some people who have died. I I have uh, um, someone in my family, a nephew, who is serving overseas right now. Um, I know somebody else who has just been recently deployed over to South Korea. 
And uh, mom is very, very nervous for obvious reasons because of what is now happening in certain parts of the world. And anything that I can do to bring honor and glory to those that serve, I, I do that. So I tell you all this because it's connected to um, how my heart sank and was filled with both sadness and, I admit, rage of what happened on August 27th of last year at Kabul Airport in Afghanistan. I don't want to get political about it, so I'm not going to do that. I I can do that privately. I am not going to turn this into any kind of political diatribe. We are inundated with that. You don't need another idiot voice on the radio going crazy politically. I'm not doing it. But I will say it was very frustrating to see how that all played out as we were leaving that country. And then the tragedy of 13 U.S. servicemen being killed, trying to keep the peace, trying to get others out, keeping them safe with no regard for themselves, which is what they are trained to do. And because of whether suicide bombers, gunmen, that still has never been fully explain what happened, how those 13 servicemen were killed, including the young man from Wentzville, Marine Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz. CamoX's own Carol Daniel had an interview with his father this week, Mark Schmitz. Mark has been fairly open with the local media, but this went into more detail. This wasn't just some 20-second soundbite on television. This was at least a 30-minute interview. And in, in a few minutes, I'm going to play about an eight-and-a-half-minute clip of that. And you will hear not only the sadness, of course, a man lost his son, a 20-year-old son, who, by the way, Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz was going to turn 21 tomorrow. But his dad, Mark Schmitz, talked to Carol Daniel, and not only, you know, the sadness, but you could sense the frustration. He kept it together. I think he has probably expressed just rage behind closed doors, but it was very controlled in this interview. So when we come back, I'll set it up again, and you will listen to this interview that Carol Daniel had with uh, Mark Schmidt. So please stay with us. We'll get to that here in just a couple of minutes. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back, everybody. Dave Simons filling in tonight. It is exactly 9.20 Central Standard Time. All right, so as I mentioned before the break, uh, Carol Daniel sat down with Mark Schmitz, the father of Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz, who was killed at the Kabul airport late last August. You know the story, 13 U.S. servicemen and and, uh, the Schmitz family. Uh, living in Wentzville, another somewhat connection that I feel to that family only because um, I'm a Wentzville high grad. And uh, back when there was only one high school, I went there in the late 70s, which kind of dates me. And back then, the high school was actually surrounded uh, on two sides by a cornfield. So my how times have changed in the 40 plus years since I went there. Um, But anyway, uh, this is an eight and a half minute segment of uh, Carol Daniels interview the first voice you will hear is Mark Schmitz the father I just wish that uh, I had more of an opportunity to talk to him prior to what happened but they were on post for 96 straight hours and by the time he got off the post he was exhausted and reached out to me via text so the time I spoke to him before that was almost four days Mm -hmm. you know and that weighs on me hard. Yeah. I know that you want to know why, what really happened. And I don't necessarily want us to talk about what you know, but why, what does it do for you to have gone through this thus far to try to figure out what really happened? If Jared was in the mountains and there was a firefight and he was the unlucky one to catch a a bullet, in some weird way, that'd be easier to accept because it's kind of cut and dry. You know, he was on the unlucky end of the gun, you know, and or if, if it was a roadside bomb, which happens so many times. Right. Not that it's ever easy, but at least it's, this is what happened, end of story, and move on. You know, this one's a lot different than yeah. that because it never should have happened. Uh, it didn't need to happen, and the people that made the decisions that were made that led up to this are literally washing their hands. It's it's not me. It's it's him. And then that guy's not me. It's him. You know, and it's just a circle of nonsense, and nobody has taken any accountability or responsibility about it whatsoever. I'm 51 years old. I remember Schwarzkopf. Colonel Powell, Oliver Mm -hmm. North, you know, 
uh, Reagan years, etc. And I, I can't help but to think that if those generals were still in their positions and were asked to do some of the things they were ordered to do, they would have washed their hands of it and resigned and walked away rather than pay, you know, partake in what so many people now are calling a complete and total disaster. So what does accountability look like? When the DOD came to the House uh, to, to deliver their final investigation, um, the two gentlemen that were at our home were uh, not part of the investigation. They were merely the messengers. One was a JAG attorney and the other um, a colonel, I believe, based out of the Pentagon. Um, so right from the get-go, I told them, I understand you're the messenger, so if I get emotional or uh, speak with a tone, let's <laughs> say, uh, I'm, you're my sounding board, that's it. I'm not personally attacking you with this information. Well, yeah, they respected that. But they gave us information that did not add up to what we were already told from the Marines that were physically there. Because you've spoken to Marines yes. that were physically there. Yeah. Prior to them being told they can't talk. So they give you a story that doesn't add up with what you have been eyewitness accounts you've been given. Correct. They had no knowledge prior to this that I'm aware of that I had already been talking with Afghans that were there and now are here or in other parts of the country. <clears throat> the Afghans are still tied into the Afghan social community via electronic devices and whatnot. And I've befriended several of them that I have met through um, the people that have helped get them situated since they've gotten out. Um, many of them are they're vetted because they know the Marines. Right. They, they were translators four years ago. Um, I asked them pretty much from the beginning. I said, do you have photos? Do you have videos of what was happening over there? And he said, yeah, I've got some and I can get more from other people. And I said, okay. He says, Mark, when we were over there, all Afghans have phones and everybody had their phone out all the time. I mean, sometimes they're making calls, trying to get a hold of the State Department mm -hmm. to get out of there. Some were just doing videos, I mean, constantly, right? There's only one known video of the explosion. Almost mathematically impossible for that to be the case. Given? How many people were right. there, how many people had their cell phones out all the time. Um, so I let them roll with it, and they showed us that video, and that's the only video I've seen of the explosion, because you go on Google or any of these other search engines, which are run by big tech, you can't find a single video anywhere. Um, which, again, very suspicious. But he had told me, um, prior to me telling him I had talked to the Afghans, they were telling us about gunfire. And I said, he's like, I know some of your families have been told there was gunfire. Um, there was no gunfire. What do you mean there was no gunfire? There was, well, there was warning shots, but there was no gunfire. 
and I said, okay. Um, and I just played dumb. I'm like, so what's a warning shot? It's like a pop, pop, mm -hmm. and then a pause, and a pop, pop, and a pause, you know, just to keep crowd control. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, exactly like that. And so I pulled up a video that one of the Afghans had sent me, which was shot days earlier, that where they had discharged their weapons. I don't know if they were blanks or beanbags or what they were, but they were clearly firing mm -hmm. up and over people just as a crowd control measure. And I said, oh, you mean like this? And flip my, it was my tablet, not my phone. I flipped it around, and it was a big tablet so they could easily see it. And they're like, yeah, 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 exactly like that. Like, oh, thank you for you know backing what we're telling you. And I was like, okay. And I pulled another one up, like, like this too? And he's like, yeah, that's exactly like that. I said, okay. Well, could you kindly explain this one to me? And I'll tell you the look on their face when they heard this was priceless because they had no idea where the heck this came from, but. And I have several like this from mm -hmm. different angles. The pink and white smoke mm -hmm. is visible on the footage that they have at the airport where the explosion happened. It's visible from a distance from where this was at, further away. It was visible on another angle, which I could show you if you needed to, from the other side. The jag attorney starts scribbling real fast. The colonel just kind of has <laughs> this blank look on his face, and then he says, well, where's that from? I said, I've been talking to Afghans, who've, and I, I said, do you want to see photos? Mm -hmm. And I had all the extremely graphic images mm -hmm. of guys that were right there right after it had happened. And he says, well, we don't know where that's from or if that's even there. Or I'm like, okay, the trees are the same. The smoke is exactly the same. It's all, it's all coming out the same. I said, I'm, I was being sincere. I said, I'm happy to send every piece I have to, to the Pentagon so you guys can finish your supposedly finished investigation. And he says, right, we'll, we'll let you know if we need that. And ultimately they did, they asked for it. Send it all in, I've heard nothing. You have not heard a thing? Nothing. I just wish. Dave Simon's back live in the KMOX studio. So what's interesting about that, it reminded me of something. That when that first happened and we found out that a local man, Jared Schmitz, had lost his life, in the Marines over there. And the stories were coming out and things didn't quite make sense. And then, by the way, you saw that unbelievably large funeral procession, that escort that occurred that when his remains came back to St. Louis, landed at Lambert, they drove them out to a funeral home in St. Charles. And you may remember the video of this, just thousands of people lining overpasses in the side of the highway. It was, it was, it was awe-inspiring. And I just thought, okay, when, yeah, like, how did this happen? There didn't seem to be an official report. Like, who, who fired the gun? Was it a suicide bomber? Just, and then I kind, I, I admit, I, I've like forgot about it until this interview, and I thought, oh, that's right. There's never really been an official explanation of what happened over there, and you can tell in Mark Schmitz's voice, he's still searching for answers. So anyway, there. Tomorrow at noon, Camel X is going to air 
a 30-minute commercial-free special tomorrow of this interview, Carol Daniel having with Mark Schmitz. So that's just a piece of it, but uh, about 30 minutes or so, and that's going to be tomorrow at noon. Uh, Coincidentally to this, tomorrow night, and this is across the country, it's to help house veterans, uh, provide service dogs, PTSD uh, PTSD support. Um, This is in 25 states, 170 bars across 25 states are participating in this tomorrow. It's a nationwide pub crawl, and it's called freedom13.org. That's where, Actually, I'm sorry, that's where you go to a website uh, for a list of the bars. If you are in where, wherever you live, St. Louis, or if you're out of state living somewhere else listening to this show and you want to see if there's a local bar participating where you can actually give to help provide for these veterans, for uh, to provide service dogs and uh, mental support, uh, counseling services and all that, you go to the Freedom 13. That's all one word, of course, the Freedom, the number 13.org. And again, the uh, full 30 minute interview that Carol Daniel had with uh, Mark Schmitz will air tomorrow at noon right here on KMOX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It is 9.36. Hey, by the way, seriously, I know it sounds very trite when we get weather like this. Hey, take it easy out there on the roads. And if you don't need to get out, please don't. And we all kind of tune it out. Yeah, like whatever. But I'm telling you, man, I it, it uh, driving downtown from West County, it is not It's not great. And I was out in uh, the afternoon in the sunshine. And, yeah, there were some slick spots here and there. But it actually wasn't that bad. But once the sun goes down and that temperature drops a little bit, things started to ice up. And and there were some slick spots even on a major highway like uh, uh, Highway 40 coming down, or 64 for those of you in Illinois. So, uh, yeah, I'll be very, very careful uh, going back out west. So um, please uh, take it easy out there. You know, I'm not uh, like some emotional guy. I'm very even keel. Um, even my wife says, I never know if you have a good day or a bad day. You're just always kind of the same. And I, I take that as a badge of honor. That's just me. Um, but with that said, and this may not make sense after what I just said, I cry easy. I guess I'm a big softy that way. I'm serious. Here I'm trying to be this stoic guy, male 
And uh, man, drop of the hat, tears start coming out. I cry at church all the time. I just get so moved, especially in the music. Uh, but a good message will do that. I'll cry to, at songs. There, there's a song that might just touch me, and I'll start tearing up. I go to weddings. Women are crying. There's one dude crying. It's me. I I don't even, I may not even know the couple. It's like, I don't even want to go to this wedding. I'm not a wedding guy. I don't want to go. I don't know them. I'm doing it as a favor for my wife because she's best friends with a woman or whatever. And I'll end up crying because I see the bride and how she smiles at the groom and how this is her special day. And then I'll see the, the mother crying. And then, okay, it's over for me. I always have to take tissue. I don't get it. That's just who I am. All right. I say that because I have um, teared up in two races, two, where I've actually not just like bawled, nothing like that, but just little weeping where I've had to wipe away tears during a race. One of them was the Marine Corps Marathon that I told you about before. In the first part of this hour, folks, it it um, it is still impacting me eleven and a half years later. So, there were Marines. This is all about the Marines. This Marine Corps marathon in D.C. And one of the great things is you you basically run around the city and out in the country a little bit, but you see all the sites. It's a great route. Little hilly at times but very flat at other times. And you run around all the monuments and the museums and all that. It's, it's just awesome. Takes away the pain a little bit that you're focusing. Oh, that's really cool. There's the Washington Monument. Oh, there, there's the White House. That's really neat. Hello there. Um, let's see, 2010. Yeah, okay. That would have been Barack Obama back then. Okay. Hello, President Obama. There was, a, I don't know when this was, but I'm probably at about mile six. I'm 48 years old at that time. Back in 2010, I was, I'm, I'm 48. And so, yeah, the, my, my best fast days are behind me, obviously, and I'm just kind of going my pace. And my, maybe it was a mile six or seven or whatever, and I hear like these clumps of, of, of boots or something coming up behind me. It's a group of Marines running the marathon in full get-out gear, backpacks and everything. And they are slightly running faster than me, and they pass me. And as they get ahead of me, they're maybe 20 yards. At the mile marker, they drop and do 10 push-ups. This continues every freaking mile for 26 miles. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding. I felt so small at that time worrying about my own discomfort, in, you know, running a marathon. And this was a group, maybe about six to eight men. And we stayed together for a long time because they would slightly go ahead. They would drop and do 10. I'd pass them. Then they would slightly go ahead. It was just kind of a back and forth thing. But the one that really took my breath away and made me tear up, this was probably, this is in the second half of the race. I'm going to guess mile 16, 18, somewhere in there. And I run up on a man who is pushing it's like a wheelchair, but not a traditional wheelchair. It's like, um, oh, it might be like a wheelchair that you see in races, you know, where they do the, the the handicap portion of the race and these guys with the big arms and these women and they're pushing their, you know, the, with the wheels with their arms and they're going really fast. It was that kind of a thing with a, an elongated uh, area where your legs could actually go out uh, if you have legs. That's part of this story. 
So as I am actually going a little faster than, than this guy who's running, uh, pushing this wheelchair, and I can see there's somebody sitting in this wheelchair. And as I come up from behind, I see that the guy is holding something. A, what is that? Is What is that? It is a limb, not a real one, but it's a fake leg. It's the guys in the wheelchair. It's his leg that his Marine buddy is caring for him. Oh, but it gets better. I then notice this guy is pushing the wheelchair with one arm. Where is his other arm? Well, it is a mechanical arm that the man in the wheelchair is carrying for him. Here come the the tears. I, I it it's just like you. What is what? And it took my breath away. And I ran alongside and I gave a thumbs up. Now this is late in the race, and you're kind of hurting. And I just I I don't even remember what I said, but I said something. God bless you. Unbelievable. Oh, I do remember one thing I said. You guys make me forget my pain. I said some paraphrasing myself, but it was something like that. And very stoically and very seriously, they said, thank you for coming out and supporting the race. That's it. They didn't even take the compliment. They thanked me. Oh, my gosh. So we get to the end of the race. And for those of you who have been to D.C. and have been to the Iwo Jima statue, you may recall that it's kind of at the top of a pretty steep hill. If you can park up there, great. If you're parking below, that's a nice little climb. Well, the Marine Corps Marathon ends up there. It's almost unfair. In, in any given race, I would have been mad. You don't, you don't get to 26 miles and the final point two, you run straight up. That's torture. That's mean. <laughs> but this race, that's where they ended it. Oh, my goodness. You're running up this final hill, and it is so loud loud as Marines in full gear, standing on the sides, yelling for you to take that hill. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm like getting chills right now. I, I really am. And I'm actually starting to tear up again because, like I said, I'm a softie. It happens. And you're running up this hill. Now, you should know in any other given race, people are walking. A lot of people are walking towards the end. They, they just can't quite keep running. And especially up the hill, I'm telling you, in a normal race, half the people would be walking up that. Nobody was walking. Nobody. I even got to the top and turned around and watched for a while. I just couldn't keep my eyes off the scene before me. These Marines saying, you're a Marine today. Take that hill. Do you see now why I just have so much admiration? Now, that's the Marines, but this could be anyway. This could be any military branch or service. And that has just left an indelible mark on me. And I tell people, some of my fellow runner friends, hey, I'm thinking about running the Marine Corps Marathon. What do you think? I said, do you have about 10 or 15 minutes? Let me tell you why you need to do that. And open your eyes. And don't stay so focused on yourself. Look around you. And if you're not a runner and you ever just want to go view something that 
is a most amazing thing. Go watch that race and then park yourself at the end there at, at that Iwo Jima statue and, and, and watch the Marines who are lining up at the end and telling you to take that hill because you're all Marines today. We'll be right back. Oh, my friends, it has been so fun to visit with you uh, this evening. Thank you for indulging me and some of my personal crying-related stories. Uh, And you know what, boy, if I'm hosting a show shortly after next March, I'm going to have a story to tell you about maybe crying the most ever in my life. I'm... I'm excited, but just nervous as as all get out of an event that's going to happen in March of 23. And it's something that I have feared for a long time, ever since my daughter was born. And I thought, someday I have to walk her down the aisle. How am I going to do it? Well, that day is coming. Oh, my gosh. And it's going to occur in Houston, Texas. She is, um, yeah, she left us to go to TCU um, gosh, it's nine years ago and uh, stayed. She now lives in Austin. I point that out not to make fun of myself as being the big crybaby, which will happen, but the fact that she lives in a city that has now been listed as one of the top 10 for largest increase in rent on a percentage basis of all cities in the country over the past 12 months. Six of the 10 cities... Largest percentage rent increases over the past year reside in Florida. Maybe not a huge surprise. Number one, Naples, Florida. If you are renting down there, you have seen on average in one year, 38% price increase. 38% in one year. That's a combination of inflation that we have anyway and uh, the housing market just being so hot. And a lack of housing, which has caused people to want to need to rent because they can't find a home. Well, I'll just rent for a while. And so there's more demand there. And people, again, moving to places like Florida. So Naples is number one, 38%, followed by another city in Florida, Sarasota, 31%, followed by West Palm Beach, 29%, followed by yet another Florida town, Fort Myers, up 26%. Then comes Bremerton, Washington, Then Phoenix, then another Florida, Tampa, up 25%. Las Vegas, 24. Fort Lauderdale, 23. And there's Austin, Texas, at 23%. So there's your top 10. So I had mentioned the six Florida cities, the ones that are not Florida. Again, Bremerton, Washington, Phoenix, Las Vegas, and Austin. Austin, and I know it well because my daughter and I were just talking about this very fact that her um, lease, she rents in Austin right now, she works for the University of Texas, and uh, just came due, and uh, they said, okay, here's the new lease, and it was just like sticker shock. Dad, I I can't stay here. So it's like, well, okay, you got another year before you move to Houston after you get married, then let's find another place in Austin, and as it turns out, having to kind of go a little bit more outside the city just to afford it. It's it's gotten to be a real problem, especially for younger people like her and her friends starting to get started in life 
and uh, rent prices going way up. And, of course, we know that about home prices, too, right? I saw it. Last year was our downsize year. A lot of us get to that in life. So we raised our kids in one particular uh, house, and it was large. It still is. still there. And we built it, raised our kids there. Uh, beautiful house. It was, uh, it was kind of my dream home. We helped design it. We, we built it and all that. Uh, but it just, it's, it's too big for just one couple now. And we wanted to get into a position to be able to travel a little bit more as we got older and I start pulling back from work and all that stuff. So, uh, we went through the downsizing process. It was easy to sell it. First day went on the market, couple of offers, full asking price, the whole deal. Okay, great. Done. Problem is now you got to find a new place. And man, did we have a tough time. Um, got outbid a number of times, walked away from another one. We finally found, um, really, it was, it was a blessing that it took that long because we finally found the perfect place for us. Uh, very modest, not too far, actually, from our previous house. And that's sort of our landing area uh, right now. However, prices continue to go higher, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. What are the cities with the largest housing increases? We just talked about rent but home price increases on average in 2021 across the country. The national average saw an increase of 18.8%. That's a problem, folks. It's starting to price out a lot of people, but the supply demand equation is still so lopsided. And I'm telling you, this housing market is still going to go higher. Maybe the rate of growth will come down, but prices are still probably, in my opinion, going to continue to incrementally move higher for some time. All regions of the country, by the way, have seen the the increases, but the South and Southeast have seen by far the largest. Leading the way, Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. Get this, the 31st consecutive month that they have been the largest, the the city with the highest price increase um, from the previous year. So 31, that's two and a half years of Phoenix leading the way across the country. Average price increased this time for Phoenix, 32.5%. Unbelievable. Followed by Tampa and then Miami at 27%. It's getting more expensive. And we'll talk about that and a lot of other things, by the way. This Sunday afternoon from 3 to 5, I get back to what I really do for a living, and that's talk investing and economics this Sunday on the Dollars and Cents Show. Until then, have a great rest of your work and into the weekend. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 